Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hello. We're hearing those sleigh bells at jingling, ring ting tingling too. We picked 16 of our favorite nostalgic wintry wonders of silver screen magic and wanted to share them with you. This is Dating Ourselves Podcast head-to-head single elimination called Merry Madness. Listeners like you got to vote through Facebook on each matchup. And those results are what decided the winners like a Yuletide democracy or Yuletocracy, if you will. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This needs to be made into law. We have to have this happen. (laughs) I have spoken. (laughs) It's just decided. (laughs) Well, this is part two of the Christmassy competition. In part one, uh, we heard Die Hard make I'll Be Home for Christmas Die quite hard. (laughs) Um, Adam's hopeful champion Christmas Vacation made non-believers out of Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Scrooged yanked the beard off Bad Santa. And the Muppet Christmas Carol witnessed the Grinch's small heart grow three sizes in a single day, and he was prescribed bed rest for the remainder of the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) It's very specific how they uh, played that out, but... (laughs) We, we we hope for the best for the Grinch at this point. <laughs> we also saw The Nightmare Before Christmas regrettably earn a win over my favorite Ernest Saves Christmas. I'm still bitter. Uh, Home Alone redacted the Santa Claus. Oh, I see what you Elf did there. Ran a sh- Elf ran shower duet circles around trading places. <laughs> and Brian's chosen winner, A Christmas Story, struck Jingle all the way to a frozen flagpole. So, in addition to these awesome matchups, we went through the overviews of each movie last time, so if you need a refresher course, I recommend going back and giving that a listen. However, at this point, I feel like most of the movies that people wouldn't know have been eliminated. That's probably true. That's probably true. Well, today... Not, we'll wait. But still listen to the last <laughs> episode... Yeah, I'm actually going to do that right now. Do you guys got a little bit? Yeah, me too. Yeah, All right. for sure. All right. Yep. And we're back. So today, although nostalgic, <laughs> we do have no time for sentiment or sensitivity because we have to find the winner to this merry madness. As promised, on this day, December 22nd, we will work through the elated Elite Eight, the Frostbite Four, and determine the overall merry madness champion. But first, we will need to see who wins the Baby It's a Coleslaw side region between Die Hard and Christmas Vacation. Then in the I'm Dreaming of a Whack Christmas region, it will be one Dickens of a matchup between Scrooge and Muppet's Christmas Carol. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) Dickens. Get it? Because both of them are based off of the same story. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Nightmare Before Christmas and Home Alone will have a showdown for no place like Home for the Hollandaise region supremacy. Then deciding who will take the chess club roasting on an open fire region between Elf, Pooh, and a Christmas story. Yay! 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 Once the winners of the elated Elite Eight are decided, we will push forward into the Frostbite Four. This is such an intense competition made for tough guys like us and Oogie Boogie. Are we ready? Let's do it. 
Before we start, when did we become tough guys? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> when we watched Old Yeller without crying. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's how you get that man card. You watch Old Yeller and don't cry. <laughs> just look up. <laughs> yeah. Or just watch uh, Harold and Maude at all. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, baby, it's a coleslaw side. Um, The final matchup here is between Die Hard and Christmas Vacation. Yeah, any any thoughts? I know we discussed both movies last time, but any any final thoughts or comparisons we wanted to make about either? They both starred actors that are notoriously difficult to work with. That is true. True. And this is Hans Gruber is one of my favorite bad guy names of all time. I think you mean Professor Snape. Sure, sure. Or what's his <laughs> name in uh, in Hitchhiker's Marvin? Guide? Marvin, the Marvin. depressed android. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, what? What was he in Dogma? The he was the Archangel, but I the forget. Ar- Le Metatron. The Metatron. Yes, that's right. Because I kept calling him Megatron. And what about in Galaxy Quest? I can't remember his name. Yeah, it's been too long since I've seen that one. By Grathar's hammer, I forgot your name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Any uh, any other uh, favorite gags from Christmas Vacation? I I can't believe we didn't talk about the giant Christmas tree uh, when we talked about it earlier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, that that, to me uh, hits a little too close to home because that was... (laughs) One of my family Christmases every year, not like my family personally, but my extended family, uh, they they would have a huge Christmas tree that, no joke, took up like probably about half or a little less than half of the living room. Uh, it was amazing. And it had those old Christmas lights on it, the um, like the blue and green and red and all of those the bubbly yep. lights or whatever? Yes, yes, yep. I love the bubble lights. Those were my favorite. Yep, so, yeah, so that... that... Until you step on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, then they, like, get all the liquid in the carpet. Yeah, it's bad news. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this this one in particular just has too many classic moments to really talk about between, you know, that scene and the lighting of the Christmas lights on the outside of the house um, yep. All the scenes with where he's, where he's hanging there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, all the scenes with Julia Louis Dreyfus. All the scenes with cousin Eddie. Yep. Shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have to say, I, I was reading something uh, recently. A lot of people were saying that they think that the rant uh, Chevy Chase does near the end of the film when he's talking about his boss who gave him a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club as his Christmas <laughs> bonus, uh, they said that rant should rank as one of the best rants on screen of all time. Oh, it's, it's priceless. It's so great. <laughs> and he says, like... He really says so much without swearing, which is really funny because it's this great, you know, just it deep in his soul anger. And he's screaming all this stuff and it's like bug eyed, loose lipped uh, and all this. And he really doesn't even <laughs> swear until the end when he goes, holy shit, holy shit. where's the aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's such a great movie. And, and the turkey, the turkey is, you know, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> well, 
uh, you know, pretty well done. A little dry, but yeah, a little dry. <laughs> or when they the, the, uh, when they uh, accidentally electrocute the cat. I mean, the squirrel. Oh, yep, yeah. yeah, the squirrel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many iconic moments in this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the, the Christmas tree for me is particularly funny because I feel it's like the complete opposite of the Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's just, oh, it just makes it. So, How's it look from in there, Clark? It's really nice. Wolfful. <laughs> a lot of sap. <laughs> Another scene that we didn't cover in the first part that has always terrified me is the opening scene when they're driving to go pick out the tree. Yes. And he changes lanes and goes underneath the semi-truck. That has oh, always yeah. terrified me. <laughs> yeah. That and... Um... Uh, Final Destination have given me a very unhealthy fear of driving around semi-trucks yeah. on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they did that in Gumball Rally, didn't they? Where they went under the semi-truck with like the old yeah, uh, Lamborghini. So, yeah. yeah. At least Christmas Vacation's version of it had a little bit of a happier outcome than giant tree trunk and paling driver. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's going to definitely ruin your day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I think we just all gave it to Christmas Vacation. What's the audience say? So, believe it or not, Christmas Vacation did win, um, even though we had a lot of really great things to say about it. Overall, IMDb rated Die Hard much higher. Um, and fact, I don't think it was, was even close. that was the highest rated one, correct? Yep, of all the movies we did, that was our number one seed was Die Hard. So, um, and Christmas Vacation. That's right. That's right. (laughs) They came in. They they took the night with their glass slipper in hand. So, (laughs) they're they're the UMBC of our tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, VCU. The uh, I still remember um, at Michigan State. I was at a bar watching the very first round of the tournament of similar name to ours. Uh, This was years ago, and we were playing some school I had never heard of called George Mason University. Oh, yeah. And we should have just walked right all over them that first round, and they ended up beating us. Um, So we were out in the first round, which had never really happened to Michigan State as long as Tom Izzo had been the coach. And I met my wife, who's from Northern Virginia, and they actually did their graduation, like their high school graduation, at George Mason because it's right down the street from her high school and I was just like oh so you know who they are it's like yep yep (laughs) (laughs) love it but yeah so so Die Hard will unfortunately have to live another day Christmas Vacation will move on to the Frostbite 4 and now we're going to move on to the I'm Dreaming of a Whack Christmas so I'm Dreaming of a Whack Christmas featured Scrooge versus the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's the Dickens send-off. <laughs> uh, you know, between these two, I think I got to, I would have to go with Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm very torn. I was very torn as well. I mean, Muppets Christmas Carol would be my my go-to, but it was through a lot of a lot of deliberation. Um, that that era of Bill Murray's career is just, I mean, every era of his career, from Space Jam to, you know... The Dead Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die. <laughs> the, I, I saw that when it came out. I had not seen any previews for it. My buddy was just like, oh, we should go see this. And I did not know... <laughs> 
what to expect. <laughs> and even now, it's been what, like three or four months since that movie came out? I still can't quite tell you what I saw. <laughs> like it's it's just such a strange movie. Um, I tell you, the what, Royal though, Tenenbaums. The eighties uh, were a mwah, just beautiful decade for Mr. Bill Murray, though. I mean, between oh, yeah. uh, Stripes and the Ghostbusters and Caddyshack. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Groundhog's Day. Gro- oh, Groundhog's Day, yep. Scrooged. Was that an 80s movie? Was was Groundhog Day a, I think a it was 1990, movie? but I'm going to count it. Uh, okay, fair It enough. looks like an 80s movie. Say... We'll give it to the 80s. <laughs> so I would still include uh, Space Jam, too, but that's definitely a 90s movie. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 1993 Groundhog Day. So, oh wow, hmm. I still say I, I'm going to give this one to Muppets Christmas Carol just because it's a more family centric movie that you can watch with the whole family. Not yeah. saying that Scrooge isn't, but that's definitely not the target audience of the movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it's kind of scary that that has to be the deciding factor for me because I really am struggling to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll what, show both to my kids this weekend, and I'll let you know which one they get more excited over. Definitely uh, post the reactions. Um, we, we would definitely love to hear all about it. So, 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 Paul, who ends up uh, taking this this region? Muppet Christmas Carol by a large margin. Really? Oh man! <laughs> I figured that would be the result. I did not expect it to be a large margin, though. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it makes sense. We got Michael Caine. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's the I'm Dreaming of a Whack Christmas region as well as the Baby It's a Coleslaw Side region. So now we're going to jump into the No Place Like Home for the Hollandaise region. Oh yeah, give me that Eggs Benedict, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or Eggs Eggnog Benedict, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't I think now of that? <laughs> now that you're bringing up uh, Eggs Benedict, all I can think about is those amazing crab cake Eggs Benedict we had at your bachelor party. Oh. Yes! Oh, those were great. So good. Those were great. So good! You guys had the la- you guys describe it like it was the lamest bachelor party. Like I'm sure it was a great time, but you can definitely tell we're older if you know a bachelor party is let's go get breakfast, guys. <laughs> Wait, you were up for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> so in the no place like home for the holidays region of uh, matchup, we have Nightmare Before Christmas versus Home Alone. So, what are your guys' thoughts here? What What's the uh, matchup going to be here? The tale of the tape, if you will. It is a, it's a tough one for me. Um, I think this is probably one of the toughest ones for me, honestly. I don't have either of these winning overall, but I like both of them a lot. Um, I'm probably going to go with Nightmare Before Christmas, though. I, I, I just... The claymation is just such a unique thing to do, and it kind of harks back to a lot of the old Christmas specials, you know, the old yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, and stuff like that. And so... Yep. Frosty the Snowman. Yep. yep. And it's obviously done quite differently, you know, don't don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I think Paul mentioned a few days ago, it looks just like Beetlejuice, you know? It's just yep. that really creepy... I don't know. There's something about it I really, really like. So as as much as I love Home Alone, I think I do have to go with Nightmare Before Christmas. Me personally, Home Alone all the way. I know it's the underdog going into this matchup based on the IMDb rankings, but in 
for me, much more enjoyable film. I I would uh, have to agree with Paul that I would say Home Alone. I just think the the movie is fantastic, and that it really it's it's Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in the last twenty to twenty five minutes. Without that, I don't know if the movie is as classic as it ended up being. But Pesci and Stern when they're trying to break into that house some of the best comedic acting I think I've ever seen. Oh, big time, <laughs> big time. One of the scenes that we didn't mention last time was the furnace yeah. um, and how much it scares Kevin McAllister um, and like the voice and like the movement and everything they give it and like the weird, creepy, shaky camera angles and stuff. Yep. That like scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there were not very many kids that before that movie were afraid of the furnace, but I'm sure after that movie, that number probably grew. Oh, yeah. Well, in our furnace in our house, because our house was from like the 70s, the house I grew up in. Um, it was one of those big rectangular ones, you know? Oh, yeah. It wasn't one like, like that one's like a big, like, coal stove, yep. you know? And it was just so creepy and would glow red as, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Freak me the hell out. Like the gates of hell, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that I, house pretty much was a plantation. I mean, yeah, what did true. his dad do to be able to afford that house? And take and the entire family, <laughs> including, like, aunts and cousins and stuff like that, to Paris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have to say one of my favorite pieces of trivia on this movie is the fact that Joe Pesci had just filmed uh, Goodfellas prior to filming Home Alone, which if you don't know Goodfellas, until (laughs) I think The Wolf on Wall Street had the record for most F-bombs in a movie... And most of those came out of the mouth of Joe Pesci in that film. Oh, yeah. So for him to go from that movie to Home Alone, where he obviously could not swear like that in front of an eight-year-old child, <laughs> um, was quite the feat. So he actually like had to kind of develop basically his own language of swearing in order to get around that. So that's why. So he's like, Oh, you little freak freaking Have you ever heard Joe Pesci's Christmas album? No, no. but I'm going to go and look it up as soon as we're done here today. He has it posted on his YouTube page. It came out shortly after this movie, and some of that fits in the movie. <laughs> nice. Or fits into what you're talking about. Nice. Unfortunately, I can't quote any of it. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> A little plug here. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch uh, his new movie, The Irishman. Unbelievable movie. Really long. Oh, the Scorsese film? Yeah. Yeah, it's I've like three it's and a half hours long, but it's amazing. You know, prime, you know, mob style movie, just like the old Goodfellas and Casino and uh, all those, you know, 90s and 80s mobster movies. Uh, but mm-hmm. This one's done just so well. If you get a chance, you definitely need to check it out. So real quick, going back to Joe Pesci's Christmas album, another really, really weirdly, I don't know if you can even call it good, just an unexpected album is Pat Boone did a heavy metal album. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really metal. It's more like, it's almost like Richard Cheese, sort of. 
Um, but it's called In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And he covers like Judas Priest, Alice Cooper, um, Guns N' Roses. It's 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 exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, for this round, um, it looks like you guys were right. Our fans have picked Home Alone as the winner, Woo! which, as Paul mentioned earlier, was a big upset based on IMDb scores. Um, and as we kind of speculated in our previous episode, it may be because Nightmare Before Christmas can kind of work as a Halloween or a Christmas movie where Home Alone is much more based over Christmas. So, yeah. Cool. Big gulps. Yeah. All right. So that moves us on to the chess club roasting on an open fire Related Elite Eight matchup of Elf versus A Christmas Story. Uh, the double Peter Billingsley billing here. <laughs> oh, Billingsley billing. The, the Peter billing Billingsley. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. What's your guys' thoughts here? Elf? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Paul's definitely going to vote for Elf here. Right, right. I'm, I'm torn because they both have Peter Billingsley. I've seen them both a thousand times. I don't have an affinity toward either of them at this point. But Elf has Bob Newhart. This is true. I, I got to go with the Christmas story. I can't give it to Elf. <laughs> but yeah, I do yeah. love Bob Newhart. And James Caan. Speaking of gangster movies. Yeah. That's right. And, and That's right. Bob, Bob Newhart was fantastic in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I like Elf, but it's it's definitely not one of my favorites. And Christmas Story, like we mentioned a few days ago, it, it every single second of that movie is quotable and iconic. Um, I, I don't I don't think it's even a contest. I, I think I have to go with Christmas Story. Yeah, I, I have to too. As I mentioned a couple days ago on part one. Um, you know, Christmas Story is one of those movies that I have to watch every Christmas Eve for it to feel like Christmas. I have to watch Christmas Story at least once on the TBS marathon to, for it to really feel like Christmas Day. Um, it, yep. <laughs> and, and you know what's sad is you know that TBS only did that because that means that they don't have to have any programming director or anything working that day. They can just put the movie on a loop for 24 hours and call it good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a brilliant idea. I mean, people get to go home and be with their families. Yeah. I applaud them for oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I just it's, wish they would alternate that and die hard. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same reason why Alice's Restaurant always plays on Thanksgiving because it's 28 minutes long and it gives the lone DJ that's there 28 minutes to go get coffee and take a pee break. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Alright, so uh, in the chess club roasting on an open fire, it sounds like we have uh, consensus. Consensus, so yes. Uh, uh, Christmas Story, not chess club. <laughs> Christmas Story <laughs> seems to be the uh, consensus for the host and based on the polls christmas story is the winner it will be moving on to the frozen four and i gotta say it was a, a much closer matchup than i would have anticipated it for sure it really doesn't surprise me because elf really is kind of 
like a modern classic status now. Even yeah. though, even though you guys don't prefer it, it really is. Can you know a lot of people really love that movie, and it would be kind of considered, especially like the the two thousands kind of pinnacle Christmas movie. Because yeah. there's not really, there weren't really a lot of other Christmas movies that came out at that time that became so universally beloved. True. Yeah, Bad Santa's not really on that. No, uh, (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) And Office Christmas Party came out many years later. So, and we all know how much that movie is. A lot of the a lot of the ones that were coming out at this time were your like Hugh Grant Christmas love story movies. Not so much like the you know Spirit of Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gag me with a fork. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, if you if you uh, insist, that's what does it for you. Yeah, that's right. Safety word is Hugh Grant. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> it's the most anyway. attention Hugh Grant's gotten in like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. We brought him up a few episodes ago, along with Hugh Laurie and uh, uh, Hugh Hefner and Hugh Jackman. So, and Hugh Jackman. Oh, my goodness. The, the only four famous Hughes, apparently. The Mount Rushmore of Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could include Huey Lewis in the news, maybe. Mount, and, uh... Mount Humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that delightful bombshell, we're going to take a quick break uh, for some additional footage. Welcome to our little break from the past. Uh, I am joined right now by former guest of the show, uh, Neva. She's also my wife. Um, <laughs> um, I was wondering if we were going to mention that. <laughs> of course, of course. Unless you're ashamed, you know, that that's always a possibility. Maybe you're going for an upgrade this Christmas or something like that. But Don't make um, me start singing Last Christmas, Brian. Oh, no, please don't. Please don't. I know how much you love it. For those not aware, that is my least favorite of all of the Christmas songs. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. You may all remember Neva from being on episode 10 when we discussed Yakbacks, uh, Super Smash Brothers, and some book series about some wizard kid with a bolt on his head. <laughs> yeah. You've probably so, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, probably never heard of it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Neva has been gracious enough to lend us some of her time to discuss some of her holiday traditions and favorite things. So um, I guess let's start from the very top. So uh, for Christmas, are there any particular traditions that um, you remember growing up that have always been kind of things you enjoy? Ooh, coming out with the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, we were pretty much a standard family. So my mom always made a really big deal about decorating the tree and getting all of the different decorations that I remember that we had a particular kind of, not ornament, but a figure that would make his way out every Christmas. And it was this moving Santa Claus. And oh, he sure. had, yeah, so you've seen this one. So he has, you plug him in and he's like two feet tall and he has like real hair and everything. And he just moves his arms in and out and in and out. And when I was a kid, that was like the most fascinating thing ever. But now as an adult, every time I see that, <laughs> that statue, it freaks me out. Um, and it just looks really creepy because he moves so slowly. And I think he has, um, there's either an angel or a Mrs. Claus 
to compliment him. And it's always in my parents' house and it just moves so slowly. Yeah. It, it reminds <laughs> me of a uh, Chuck E. Cheese and his band. Um, yes. Yes. In their little animatronic movements. And it's, they're it's dead a... in the eyes. Just like soulless. <laughs> Yes, but they still get up in the middle of the evening and roam around the house and, you know, mess with the dog while well, everyone else is sleeping. Well, that's the really creepy part. I wasn't going to bring that up. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the paranormal investigator that got involved. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, so as far as traditions go, we're pretty normal. So we did the presents every, well, we did Christmas Day. I know a lot of people do Christmas Eve, but we, all, we always did Christmas Day. And my mm-hmm. brother and I would wake up at like four or five in the morning every single year and just stare at my parents' door until they woke up at seven. And they never let us open presents a minute before seven o'clock. So it was always like, will we make it? And then that was fun. Um, but yeah. So did, did you say anything while you were waiting or did you just kind of like will them through the door with your eyes? We would eyes? will them through the door. We wouldn't knock on the door. We wouldn't like scream or try to make them wake up faster. As like little, little kids, we tried to do that a couple of times and it never worked. So it would always happen where my brother would get up first and he would knock on my door and then he would just be in my room for like three hours while we waited like idiots. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So those are our traditions. Great, great. Any thoughts on eggnog or fruitcake? Eggnog is disgusting. Okay. I am not a fan of eggnog. Fruitcake, I don't like that either because it's gross dried fruit and usually like a really dense spice cake. Um, Yeah, I've never never had it. I've only ever seen it on TV. Yeah. Can I go with the option of C, none of the above? (laughs) Yes, yes, you definitely can. Excellent. Now, I'm sure you've heard either through um, social media or, you know, living in the same apartment as I do, <laughs> um, the Merry Madness tournament. I'm assuming you're familiar. Yes, I've been forced to vote several times. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you got to rock the vote. I mean, I clamored to vote several times. <laughs> Jingle bell rock to vote. So based on what you've seen and some of the titles that you've seen, any particular favorites um, from the lot? Who do you think might take the whole tournament? Okay, so I'm going to be a super Grinch here. And I'm going to say that I voted for every round. And I've never been a huge Christmas movie fan. It wasn't something that we grew up watching. The most we would do is watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special and yep. things like uh-huh. that. But But the movies themselves, we never really watched. I mean, the movies that we did watch were... Nothing that you're going to have on that Merry Madness tournament. So, okay, okay. So I don't have a favorite. There's a lot of movies on there I don't care about. So what I have chosen to do, because I knew this question was coming, is I'm going to play it like the Redskins. And Brian, do you know what that means? No, go ahead. You want to share with everybody. <laughs> okay. So growing up, my dad was, when he was a kid, he was a big Redskins fan. And then when Dan Snyder, their now owner, bought the team, he was like the worst owner Ever. And yeah. as a result, my childhood, we would root for every single team that would play against the Redskins. So we were anti Redskins fans. So gotcha. similarly, I have one movie on your Merry Madness bracket that I hate above all other movies, Christmas or otherwise. And that wow, is a, Chris- the big H word. a Christmas story. No, I hate no. that movie so much. So any any um, any movie that is playing a Christmas story on your bracket is the one that I'm going to be cheering for. I see. I see. <laughs> very well. Very well. Any, it doesn't any... hit my nostalgia bones. I know it hits everyone else's. 
Yeah, any others that, that were favorites of yours, like Elf or Nightmare Before Christmas or any of those? Or? I I can only talk about the movies that I remember watching as a kid. Those are the only ones I have any sort of emotional attachment to. So so let me ask you, is if you made your own bracket, what would be the starring movie <laughs> on that? What, what, would be, what would be your favorite Christmas movie since we clearly did not represent every possible option? We only got to pick 16 of our favorites. I think I'm about to martyr myself because no one listening to this is going to agree with me. Um, but my favorite Christmas movies are, um, there's two. I love Snow Day, which is a uh-huh. horrible, terrible, I think it was like a Nickelodeon Christmas movie, or it had actors from a lot of the Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. Um, but Snow Day is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure my family, like my brother and my mom and my dad and I, we watched Snow Day at least seven times in theaters. <laughs> wow. I know. Um, so that's that would be one. And then my top, no holds barred, favorite Christmas movie ever is, and I'm not kidding. Everyone thinks I'm kidding when I say this, but I'm not. It's Home Alone 3. I love Home Alone 3 so much. Anyone well, who disagrees with me is wrong. Well, we have <laughs> Home Alone on, I know. on the... And... And I'm not... Well, for, okay, I can't say I'm not a fan. I've never seen Home Alone. I've only seen Home Alone 3. <laughs> So, so what makes Home Alone 3 so special that it's kept you from seeing the first two? Well, when I found out that the family in Home Alone 3 was not the family in the other two movies, and in fact, it was Macaulay Culkin and a whole host of other people I didn't care about, it was never super important to me to go back and watch them because there's no <laughs> continuity that leads you to Home Alone 3. So it's not like watching Return <laughs> of the King and being like, well, how the hell did we get here? So you have to go back and watch Fellowship and Two Towers. Sure. Um, <laughs> So for whatever reason, we saw Home Alone 3 when it was playing on like TBS or some channel like that. And we all loved it. And we didn't have the two movies before it to like cramp our style and compare it to. Um, again, my fam- my specific family, we have to have watched Home Alone 3 at this point. Like it's got to be in the 20s. We've watched really? it so many times. And so there, there, it's my favorite. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I said it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be someone else that agrees with you somewhere out there, but um, <laughs> let's find that one person. <laughs> not nearly enough to have included it on a 16 movie uh, bracket. So, well, wonderful, Neve. Any questions for us? Anything else that uh, you'd like to share? Or anything you'd like to plug? No, I would just say keep spreading the merry madness. I'm excited to see who wins. Who wins the tournament? I want to see who takes it home. We will uh, certainly uh, be guessing. Be sure to tune in on December 19th and 22nd to hear parts one and two, respectively, of the Merry Madness Tournament. Thanks again for joining us, Neva, and thanks again for everyone here in Internet Land for listening. Remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. All right, we are getting down to it like Frosty the Snowman. Our remaining contenders are thumpity thump thumping the competition over the hills of snow. (laughs) (laughs) For our Frostbite 4, we have Christmas Vacation versus Muppet Christmas Carol and Home Alone versus A Christmas Story. We really appreciate all of you who took the time to cast your votes on Facebook. Um, I'm truthfully very excited to hear what happens next. We'd also like to point out that Brian and myself still have reindeers in this race. Looks like Paul got rocked around the Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas over there for you, Paul. 
Uh, yeah, I can hardly wait for school to start again. <laughs> first time I've ever heard that uttered. Yeah, yeah no kidding. First, the Frostbite 4! Huzzah! Huzzah. Huzzah. So the first matchup of the Frostbite 4 features my champion, Christmas Vacation, versus a Muppet Christmas Carol. Wah, wah, wah. Thoughts. Family movie? Uh, Teenage family movie? <laughs> coming of age family movie. Yeah, I'd say, coming I'd of say age rated G uh, Christmas movie and rated PG Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't... It's so tough to pick one because they, they fit such different roles, you know? Right. It's like, do you want Chipotle or do you want Taco Bell? It's like, well, am I having lunch on a work day or am I having <laughs> do, a do three I want... o'clock meal in the morning? Yeah. My <laughs> do I feel like having roll. diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's it's just so tough. If if I had to pick one, I I think I'm. Jeez. Mm, I think I might have to go with Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. Yeah. I will also say Muppet Christmas Carol, and it's not just to spite Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Solidarity! (laughs) I I feel like a family movie needs to be represented moving forward. Fair, fair. Well, much like Ali Rope-A-Dope Joe Frazier... I'm voting Christmas Vacation to knock the living crap out of Christmas Carol. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Down goes Muppet Christmas Carol. But it doesn't have quite the same ring as Down Goes Frasia. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Crane to you. Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, any any other thoughts on Christmas Vacation uh, versus Muppets before we get into the winner? Uh, they definitely run away. Not that they were an underdog, but I didn't expect them to make it this far. To be honest, even though I absolutely love that movie, I really thought that Christmas Vacation was going to get left in the dust. Well, it had, it had to go against Die Hard, and you know, as especially on social media, as, as rabid as the Die Hard as a Christmas movie fan base is. I was surprised they didn't just eat Chevy Chase up and, you know, fill the shitter with it. <laughs> so, Yeah, they're fair, not coasting on fumes. Yeah. <laughs> they're sailing. Well, I, I do have to say that uh, when we got down to the Frostbite 4, I was pleasantly surprised with the, the four movies that were left over outside of the Muppet Christmas Carol. The other three really are some of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, so I was very happy to see that. Uh, the other, the second matchup was a little harder for me, but obviously this one for me was a bit of a runaway. So uh, I was very glad to see Christmas Vacation in the Frostbite 4 against Muppet Christmas Carol, knocking it down like Ali knocked down Frasier, and as the fans voted, Christmas Vacation wins over yep. the Muppet Christmas Carol, which puts my winner in the championship, baby. Yep, <laughs> yep. Knocking it down like Hasselhoff knocked down the Berlin Wall. <laughs> 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 uh, 
This is known to be true. It's exactly how it happened. Ask him. He'll tell you. (laughs) I I have to interject a brief story because you said Berlin Wall. Yeah. Were you guys, I I believe you guys were both there, but I don't remember. But do you guys remember getting to touch a piece of the Berlin Wall? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so at the uh, Gerald R. Ford Museum in Grand Rapids, because he's about the only thing great to come out of, I shouldn't say great to come out of Grand Rapids, but he's the only like super well-known political figure to come from our hometown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he achieved president, although he was, wasn't elected, but anyway. He, well, <laughs> re-elected. Fact, he's the only person to uh, get to the two highest political offices in the United States without getting elected to either spot. Yes. Damn. But um, so they had the a uh, huge chunk of the Berlin Wall at his presidential library. And the only time I've ever been yelled at in a museum, we were getting ready to like board the school bus to leave after the trip. And in the lobby, they had this huge chunk of the Berlin Wall and it's all encased in plastic. But at the very top, the plastic only goes up so far. And if you jump, you can touch the Berlin Wall. And this was a traveling exhibit and someone and I. Maybe it was you, Brian. Something was like, how many chances in life are you going to get to touch the Berlin Wall? And I remember running down there with a group of people and jumping up and touching it. And I thought for sure I was getting detention for like the rest of the year. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was me, by the way. I'm I'm pretty sure that was when we went to the uh, planetarium for one of our classes in high school. And I'm pretty sure I'm the one that goaded you into doing that. I don't remember I just yeah. remember Sounds that familiar. I got to touch the Berlin Wall, and I'm pretty sure both of you were there as yep. most of my I hijinks. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So, our last matchup then for the uh, Frostbite Four. Yeah, yeah. So Christmas vacation pulls ahead, and now we are moving on to Home Alone versus A Christmas Story. Ooh, that's a tough one. This might be the hardest matchup out of all of the movies that we've done, or or the matchups that we've had so far. This one really is a a tough choice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, obviously, I picked a a Christmas story to win this round, um, but it definitely definitely has to be a a close... I mean, Home, Home Alone is just... I don't know. I really have no words. I, I, I'm having a lot of trouble um, figuring out how I want to uh, say kind of what, what my thoughts are about the movie. Because, um, you know, it really, for people our age, I mean, this movie was like everything. It was so well done. It was so funny. And it was funny at adults' expense, you know. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the things with like the different marbles and the remote control cars and, you know, all of the the can of paint and I mean, all that stuff was just so brilliant Um, and stuff Mm -hmm. that we never really saw before. You start getting more movies like that afterwards with like Baby's Day Out and things like that. But, um, you know, it definitely was uh, for as troubled as its origins were it really became kind of like a, a main piece of, of 90s comedy, 90s family films. By far and away, the most important thing Macaulay Culkin was ever part of. So, Oh, my for girl. sure. Well, yeah, okay. 
And let's not forget Richie Rich. Let's not forget Page Master. But like Uncle Buck. Yeah, but like he he was like a runaway star in this, and yeah, it, yeah, almost Absolutely. unexpectedly so. Well, um, and that was one thing when I've watched several documentaries, including the one I mentioned in the last episode. Uh, that was one thing that they uh, talked about was that. The movie was originally written with Macaulay Culkin in mind because uh, Columbus had, or uh, was it Columbus or Hughes? Hughes had Ferdinand Magellan. (laughs) Yeah, on uh, Samsonite. (laughs) Yes, Uh, he had worked with them on Uncle Buck, and he was like, "This kid is amazing," and so he wanted to do the movie with him. But when it came time to cast Kevin. They weren't sure, like, they didn't, they weren't necessarily hesitant about him necessarily. It was just like, could, is there someone else that would fit the this role? And so they went and uh, did a whole series of auditions and stuff like that. And eventually they came back to him and they were like, he was perfect for this role because he had the, like, he was this cute, adorable kid. But he also kind of had this like adult like nature to him, which really suited him for the movie, you know, in this situation where he's got to be an adult while, you know, in some aspects while still being a kid. So he was really perfect for that role where he had to kind of be this character that had these two aspects of his personality. Yeah, I agree. I think another child actor from this time that did that really well, and it's very funny because as he grew older, was not able to maintain this at all, was Ben Savage uh, from Boy Meets World. Like those first three seasons, he is just like comedy gold. Like he's just like like a little crazy vaudevillian almost. And, you know, I don't like the way that they wrote him after like season three where he just basically like a big dumb you know, drooling idiot chasing after Topanga all the time. But like those first few seasons where he's just like a little kid, he's just so sarcastic and so like boisterous. Um, you know, he, he really nailed that role where, where Macaulay Culkin nails it in a very different way. It's a very subdued. Um, he's very shy, but very articulate. Like the scene where he goes to the department store, for example, um, is, is a really great example of how he, you know, Everyone notices that he's a kid, but he finds a way to just kind of blend in, um, mm-hmm. you know, almost almost as if he's an adult. So, yeah. Yep. Well, for me, looking at these two movies, I got to go with the Christmas story. And it's not because it's my preference. I'm looking at the tournament of what is the goal here. And we are trying to determine what the best Christmas movie is. And many people define Christmas by a Christmas story. Mm -hmm. So even though I would much rather watch Home Alone than A Christmas Story, there's no denying that A Christmas Story is the epitome of Christmas movies. And it has to... I I just... I will be flabbergasted if it doesn't proceed forward. That's fair. And and I do have to say, I was planning on uh, voting for Home Alone here, but... Paul just kind of swayed me on that by talking about that's the epit like the epitome of Christmas. I I have to agree with them there, so I think I'm going to have to to go with Paul and say a Christmas story here. 
But what does the internet say? That's the important part. We need to know what they say. Well, I am happy to report that a Christmas story won. Um, so my overall winner, um, this was a very, very close matchup. So uh, no surprise with that either. I mean, both both movies, especially if you were an 80s kid um, or even more importantly, a 50s kid, because Christmas story just kind of spoke to both generations. Whereas if you're a 90s kid um, and there was a lot of us, Home Alone is is pretty tough to beat. So um, mm-hmm. congrats to Christmas Story as they move ahead to face Christmas Vacation in the championship. And before we get there, we have a little bit more bonus footage for you. Taking a brief break from the Merry Madness action, and I've got Dan B. from Alaska on the phone here. Dan B. from B.C. Oh, Dan B. from B.C. <laughs> How easy we forget. Hey, you know, it's, it's mid-show. I'm taking a break. I'm not playing with a full deck of cards here. I barely took notes. Brian's not here to wrangle me in. I'm playing with a, with a uh, half deck of voice. <laughs> right now so we're together we make a fantastic team (laughs) well i hope you're feeling better soon with the holidays right around the corner yeah time for this kindergarten teacher to sleep and uh that's why i'm calling because as you've seen via facebook we are hard in the middle of our merry madness competition yeah buddy so last year we did tv holiday specials and i'm still bummed that more people didn't choose alf but I'll get over it because this year we're doing movies and my money is on Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> yes. All right. Is that even an option? Yes, it is. Because I didn't. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh my I'm God. pulling for it. It's got a 5.6 IMDb rating. It, it, it holds a hearty chance. I, I totally I totally think that the interwebs can bring that in for you. <laughs> so that's why I'm calling because... It's a very tight competition. I know you've seen some of the lists. Who is your pick to go all the way this year? Oh, man. Uh, this list is pretty decent. Um, I there's, there's a couple that I think could go all the way. Home Alone would be definitely one of them that I would see uh, being up there. Just because, like, I think if you have uh, grown up in the 90s, like, that movie was was Christmas time. Like even, even now on Freeform, it's like every other freaking movie. <laughs> it's home alone, home alone two. Oh, two hours later, home alone three back to home alone one. We're going to show this 45 times <laughs> in one day. <laughs> so I could totally see uh home alone being one of them. Um, oh, another one of my all time favorite uh, Christmas movies is a Christmas story. Uh, my dad and I'll shoot your uh, eye out. You don't shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. My dad and I watched that every Christmas um, when I would go to visit them in Texas when I was still living up in the uh, in like Alaska, the the fly in village. Uh, that was kind of like our tradition. Um, and it's just got a lot of it's got a lot of great quotes. And, um, you know, I just I, I love that movie a lot. So uh, I, I would say it's between. A Christmas Story or Home Alone would be my 
to pick. Both are very high on the IMDb scale. Christmas Story has a overall 8 out of 10. And Home Alone is looting. Oh, Home Alone is a 7.6. So those are definitely two great picks to go to the championship. And I think it would be a... I think it would be an excellent matchup. Well, we've talked about a lot of the super tight competition this year, but outside of Merry Madness, what is your all-time favorite Christmas movie? I, I want to say, though, before I get to that question, I love how Die Hard is at the highest IMDb rank. That just makes me very happy. <laughs> You're not alone in that. I was excited to see that as well. Even though that's not, like, my top pick, uh, I still... I just. I like that it's number one in the IMDb rank. I'm hoping that Lethal Weapon will be there next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Voice voice problems. Okay. But now on to your question. Um, you asked me, what was my all-time favorite Christmas movie? Not, it doesn't have to be with movies in the list. Correct. It can be anything and no year restriction. Whatever your favorite holiday movie is. Um, um, the funny thing is, is that most of my favorite Christmas movies are already on this list. So probably it's going to be one of these on here. Um, I would have to say all time, it would have to be either the Santa Claus or Home Alone. Uh, you know what? No, no. A Christmas Story. Just because of the memories that are attached with it, watching A Christmas Story with my dad every year, um, as I get older, it's it's hard to like have those moments when you live so far away from your parents and when you have something that's kind of like become a tradition. Um, I think A Christmas Story has to be my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Well, good. I'm excited to hear that. I think that's true with a lot of people, and not just because they aired it on TBS for 24 hours straight. <laughs> like Freeform and Home Alone. Yes. You're not, the, you're not the only person to say that they have fond memories watching that with their parents. And I think, that's, I think that's what makes a good Christmas movie, is it has to bring the family together. And as much as I love the idea of Die Hard... That's not a movie that I watch with my kids yet. <laughs> yet. Give it time. Oh, it'll so happen. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, it just... I'm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm sure I will live tweet that event. Oh, make, make that a special uh, Dating Ourselves a, a podcast episode. <laughs> Die hard with the kids. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... A Christmas story, you know, like, sitting with my dad and hearing... Um, you know, when, when the dad, when the dad in the movie is like, you revel flabber, you muvel flubber, blubber, blubber. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just reminds us of like Papa um, and his uh, sailor of a mouth <laughs> at Christmas time. <laughs> just hearing him in the other room get upset over something and <laughs> just, just brings back memories for sure. Well, thank you so much. I hope you feel better. Uh, Thanks for calling in and get some rest and I'm sure you'll be back on the show in 2020. Yeah, I look forward to it, man. Hopefully my voice will be cleared up by then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Relax and have a good night. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. We're heading into the Merry Madness Championship with two contenders that have Christmas written right in the titles. Imagine that. <laughs> That's right. 
head to head between the pink nightmare and cousin Eddie. Aren't they and, the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're talking about cousin Eddie's knees. Those are stark white. <laughs> and unlike last year, two of us actually predicted these two making it this far. So let's see who prevails. Cheaters. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say you're going down, Brian. Oh, we'll see about that. We will see. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the Merry Madness Championship. 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> so we have here the heavyweights of Christmas. We have Christmas Story versus Christmas Vacation. So what are your thoughts on this, Brian and Paul? What, what are we going with here? I'm going to flip a coin because I can't decide. Yeah, I feel like we've discussed almost all the most iconic scenes from both of these movies already. There's obviously lots more that we haven't discussed. Um, You know, having not seen either of these movies since last year, (laughs) I can't I haven't seen them recently enough to, like, recall all of the the special magic that happens in all of them. But um, I still have to go with the Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's too good not to have. That's fair. Yeah, this one really for me. But despite the fact that Christmas Vacation was my pick uh, throughout the whole tournament here to win the whole thing, uh, really, the, this was a difficult one. Like, really, kind of like Christmas Story versus Home Alone. This to me was a very difficult one to pick because there, to me, as I've mentioned already, they are like requirements for me to watch on Christmas. Uh, I have to watch both of them. Well, I feel like Christmas Vacation had a harder road as well in this tournament. That's true, yeah. Um, Because, I mean, you think about Christmas Story started off against Jingle All the Way, followed (laughs) by Elf. Um, You know, neither of those are particularly... I mean, they're, they're good movies, don't get me wrong, but they're not, you know, the same type of... I don't not, know. Yeah, they're not the same tier. There isn't like a, yeah, there isn't a cable network that plays that movie for 24 hours. Like as right. much as Sinbad, as much as Sinbad would love that exposure for 24 <laughs> hours of uh, Jingle All the Way. Whereas Christmas Vacation, you know, Miracle on 34th Street was definitely the easiest they went up against, and that's still no slouch. And then yep. you go to Die Hard after that. And then Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, that that's a really stiff competition. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that they made it as far as they did, I think, speaks a lot to how dear a lot of our listeners hold that movie. So, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, uh, Paul? Uh, it was Heads. So I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, in, in all seriousness, between these two movies, I've seen Christmas Story way too many times. And I hate to side with Adam. Because this was his pick for the overall winner. But for me, it's hands down Christmas Vacation. It's really not much of a gamble. I I think Christmas Story is the better Christmas movie. But as far as a movie that I want to watch and get excited about, it's Christmas Vacation all day long. Sure. sure. One thing that I was going to say a minute ago is that between these two, I, I have to watch both of them. But to me, like the feeling I get at the end of Christmas Vacation is just so different than a Christmas story. Like, after a Christmas story, I'm just kind of laughing and chuckling and stuff like that. Uh, 
Christmas Vacation to me really is like a heartwarming movie. It's like one of those that you feel good after you watch it, despite the fact that there's like all this crazy zany stuff that happens throughout it. Like just that last scene where Clark is standing out in the you know out in his lawn and he's looking out at the snow and he uh, says you know I did it like I put together a family Christmas that you know we made it through and stuff. And I, it just, you know, that scene always, I always just feel happy. Like, it's like, yeah. all right, this is good. I like this. So for that reason, I have to go with Christmas Vacation over Christmas Story. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, Paul, you want to do the honors of uh, who won Internet this matchup? says <laughs> Christmas Vacation is the overall winner. Adam wow. takes our dollars. There you go. I, there you go. I the first a, dollars he's a, earned from this show. <laughs> I had a sinking feeling in my stomach at first when he said Christmas because I was thinking it was Christmas story. And then I realized both movies have Christmas in the title. Yeah. Uh, surprise winner, Mixed Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler's most annoying role ever. <laughs> now nah, going overboard. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, there you have it. Dating Ourselves fans have selected Christmas Vacation as the 2019 Merry Madness champion. Well done, also, Adam. Well done. Also, yeah. to anyone who is interested, in third place, Home Alone said, Merry Christmas, you filthy puppets, to the Muppet Christmas Carol. Hip, hip, hooray, it's Christmas Vacation wins. A Christmas Story in second, Home Alone in third place. And why not? Let's include Ernest Saves Christmas in there, too, just to make Paul <laughs> feel relevant. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. It didn't do much better than Elf, did it? <laughs> From last year, no. that was Paul's pick, was the Elf special Christmas. And they like, had a child dying of cancer, yeah. and everybody shit all over it. Yeah, How do you yeah. not love that show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well... We hope you enjoyed listening to these two episodes and that they made your day merry and bright. Be sure to tune in on January 2nd when I will lead a discussion on television's ultimate sci-fi cult classic, Firefly. Star Trek? Yes. <laughs> Come! Um, <laughs> Shaka Khan! Say, so isn't Firefly that music fest out in Delaware? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks again for listening to Dating Ourselves podcast. Merry Christmas and God bless us, everyone. Uh, happy holidays, folks, and we will see you all next year. And as always, if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast.aol.com. We've got mail. In yes, addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. And in the holiday spirit, don't be shy to leave us a five-star written review. Who knows? Your review may be the next one read on air as a way to say thanks. We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. We're on Instagram as well at datingourselvespodcast. And you can find us on Twitter at datedpodcast. And remember, 
If you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. And all I want for Christmas is you. He really doesn't want a lot for Christmas. This is the one thing that I need. Well, what if we convince Santa Claus to bring you a toy on Christmas Day? Would that make you happy? Brian, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> Actually, I think I'd be okay with that. What? Really? Yeah, I think that would do. Well then, uh, you do know the lyric is, Santa Claus won't make me happy with the toy on Christmas Day, right? If it's toy Santa delivers on Christmas Day ends up making you happy, kind of ruins the bit, don't you think? <laughs> what can I say? What more can he do? <laughs> oh, bah humbug, you guys. <laughs> ah, bah humbug, you filthy animals. <laughs> happy holidays. Yep, happy ho-ho-ho to you. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. See ya.